everybody, welcome back to Movie Real. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And what do we do in this podcast, Kevin? We talk about movies, review them, and just give our general opinion on them. <laughs> they may be a little biased, but we have fun doing it. <laughs> uh, so today we're kind of continuing our like pseudo-spy trend. Last week we did uh, Get Smart, and now we're going to be doing the first Kingsman movie, uh, Kingsman Secret Service, which, uh, it's, it, this was actually really fun rewatching it. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen it. Cause for some reason on like TV and stuff like that, they only seem to play, uh, the second one or, or the third one that like, it, it seems like no one plays the first one anymore. That's, um, that seems weird. Like the second, yeah. I will say the second one is, this is a pretty star studded cast, but I will say the second one is extra star studded. Like, yeah it's like almost like calm down we get it but honestly i i think i like this one over the second one but um that that, that's that's just me but um, i i've only seen these both like i've seen the first two at the same time once like and i i enjoyed them i think the first one the first one this one is definitely better for sure uh there's yeah. a big issue I do have with Kingsman that I will bring up later, but I do overall really like this movie. It's nothing that like can't make yeah. me like this movie. Did you ever see the third one, the the, the prequel with uh, Ralph Fiennes? No, I haven't. Um, you gotcha. you told okay. me. Uh, no, I mean I still I will see it. You, I remember you told me like it's not the bad guy is not who you think, and I went oh. It's just like, okay, so basically the advertisements are all lies, and you're like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 they they, they pulled a switcheroo at like the last minute and revealed like trailer number three, and it showed that Rasputin isn't the bad guy. He's like one of like the main bad guy's lieutenants, and it's like, oh, okay. That's neat. Thanks for letting me know after I saw the movie. It's just like... <laughs> Is it because Rasputin's is an insanely recognizable historical villain? You know, yeah, like, he was easily the best part of that movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, he is. He is by far the most charismatic person in that movie. He hams up the entire scene whenever he's on it, and they pretty much kill him like a third of the way through the movie. It's like, well, shit, and it's a long movie. It's like. Like a two hour fifteen move like two hours and fifteen minutes, like this one, but uh it it was just why? Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, I with these movies are overall they're really fun, and I will say this movie knows exactly what it is. Like I, I really like so they're directed by Matt Vaughn, and I really I really like how they're directed, I really like how they're shot. These have some incredible fight scenes. Yeah, the the choreography is, is yes. hands down like the, amazing. It, it's, it's so good. It's so fantastic. Holy shit. Yeah. But also just the I, camera work with those scenes is also just ri- like they Matt Vaughn knows exactly what he wants. And yeah, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. It's it's not like uh okay, I think I said last time a couple weeks ago I watched Mission Impossible for the first time, and I was angry because I hated it. It, it just seemed like it didn't know at all what it was trying to do. It was I was like seething because I it was expecting it to be so. 
I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be at least a fun movie and it wasn't. And it didn't seem like it knew what it wanted to do. And the second one was kind of the same. Whereas this and even get smart, like they knew what they wanted to do. It was an action comedy and it was funny. I will say this is, um, this is definitely better than get smart. Um, for sure. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I would have issues if you <laughs> the, said the other way around. I get smart. is more <laughs> like nostalgic. That's why I like it. But this, um, this is a lot more um like i don't know it's it, it's a really nice balance between the action the comedy it's not it, it's also these there the characters are all really humorous in their own right like it's it's really well casted i it's just yeah. it's it, it knows exactly what it is and apparently this was um a a a really well done comic book adaptation this was a adaptation of uh a, a comic book series uh called like kings from the secret service and in the first issue uh they, they kind of had a bit of a cheeky nod to to like the opening scene in the movie where um they, they rescue uh professor arnold who is being played by mark hamill in the comic they're tasked with cap uh finding uh, Mark Hamill, who was kidnapped by a villain named Professor Arnold, so they kind of did a, a, a bit of that a is... weird cheeky nod. Okay, that you know what? That's really funny because I obviously I don't mind that Mark Hamill is in this, but I do think why yeah, is it, Mark Hamill in this? It was kind of random. So that makes <laughs> it, was, it was it was yeah, it was really random. <laughs> but, okay, like and again, I'm not like that's so weird. Why is he in this? I'm just like that's. I mean, okay, sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not against this. Just why? But that's, yeah. that's funny. Because yeah, because he, he's only in two scenes. He's only in two scenes of this movie. His the opening scene, and then like the scene where Colin Firth goes to yeah. Beat him. Spoiler yeah. alert. He, he, yeah, where he, you know, blows kind of up. in the beginning. It, it, like you know, somewhere. It's not. It's yeah. not that. It's not a big. Yeah. It's um, um. But yeah. This is so the cast of this is so it stars Taron Edgerton, uh, then. As Eggsy. Eggsy, and then uh, Colin Firth, Samuel Jackson, uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine, uh, Mark Strong. Um, Jack Davenport. Jack da- yeah, Jack. As I, I forgot for a second. I was like, what's his name? I know him. He, I, He's in Pirates. He's at, he's uh, Norrington. Yeah, uh, Jack uh, Davenport, yes. Yeah, Commodore. The Commodore, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, and yeah. even he would have been. I forgot he. Yeah. If he said, I, I totally forgot that he was in this movie until I saw the opening scene. It's like, oh, that's right. That's why I don't remember him because he's only in this scene. Yeah, he's only in the in like the big, very beginning, and then he's probably yeah, sliced in half. Yeah, by Gazelle, who is played by uh, she was um, I'm drawing a I know. name, but she was the mummy <laughs> yeah. in the Tom Cruise mummy movie. That, our favorite that movie. Our favorite movie. movie. I'm looking it up. Oh. Her- uh, there's no there's no problems with that movie whatsoever um and her name is so, sophia batella yes. um uh, yeah but yet no it, it was also really funny watching this movie because the opening scene kind of sets the whole tone for the rest of the movie which i love when movies do that because he goes in like jack davenport does this whole like gentleman spy routine he's killing like all these henchmen and like a surprisingly like 
gruesome manner. It's like, okay, this is going to be a bit violent, but he's doing like this really like flashy kind of like stylized like subdue and then like uh with like a silence pistol killing everyone and he kills a guy takes a scotch like oh yes yeah, a 62 brandy uh it'd be ashamed to waste a good drink and he's doing this whole like schlocky james bond kind of gentleman spy routine and then he immediately gets killed by being sliced in half with a girl who has like prosthetic legs that have like blades hidden in them it's like Oh, okay. So we're gonna play it like that. All right, I can get behind this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's um, like I said, this movie knows exactly what it is, and it's it shows that within the first like five minutes of the movie, um, and it never really like steers towards anything else, and it's it's great. It's very it's uh it's kind of refreshing. <laughs> I feel like, especially, I feel like lately yeah. I've been watching a lot of movies where I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. And so, this has been a while since I've watched this movie. And not to say that this movie doesn't have some flaws. It Oh, it definitely yeah. does, yeah. Um, but overall, this is, I mean, we're both, we're both fans of this movie. Yeah. The the choreography alone it's is... probably the best part. ...is a must. For, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's hands down like one of the best features of this movie the choreography and the cinematography go hand mm-hmm. in hand together they they this this is a stuntman's movie it, i i remember hearing being described and it it shows because every action that you see being done in this movie is being focused on so well like very closely by by a camera crew and like I don't know if like all the cameramen were like stunt actors or if the uh, director was a stuntman, but it the fact that they were able to follow the action mm-hmm. so closely and were able to show people like us like we don't know shit about like stuntman work or anything like that. Like we were able to see like how it was done because they did like all these like uh, they I think they did like a couple slow mo shots, but they were able to do a way that it wasn't just quick cuts like like just uh fast edits that it was just one clear concise motion uh through and through yeah there's a couple i think um the like okay it's it's what's funny is i think yeah i agree i think both movies this and the second one the the choreography for some of these fights are just it's just are so great and they never like they're so visually like you can't look away like they're they're visually pleasing and like because it's like almost beautiful yeah. to watch and they get pretty some of them get in this one particular in particular um Colin Firth is in this fight scene where he ends up killing pretty much every single person uh, in this in this church oh 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 wait are we, are we talking we about the free bird scene? scene because basically okay so basically oh yeah, that is hands down. If you haven't seen the movie, you've seen this scene. It is so basically. It, it's yes. amazing. It is the single best scene of the entire movie. Is the Freebird Church. So basically, scene. um, so Samuel Jackson is our villain, and we'll kind of talk a little bit more about him in a minute. But his idea basically is to through um SIM cards. He's like a tech billionaire genius. And basically through these SIM cards that are adaptable 
Yeah, he, he's kind of he, he's kind of like a like a uh, like a Steve Jobs kind of surrogate character was the kind of vibe I was getting off of. Him. Yeah, he's or think of like a like, think of the the or the tech guy the the phone tech guy in Mitchell's versus the machines, except um, you know, except oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like he's trying to he's staying hip and with the times, but he is you know. Um, obviously pretty bonkers because he's trying to like you know basically yeah. the idea is to it's it's something that your phone will do to shut off a part of your brain so you everyone will basically start fighting each other and killing each other to basically kind of cleanse the world essentially yeah. and so as a test Colin Firth goes to check out this um it's this church it's like a hate group um, it's like a white supremacist group, and uh, we unknowingly Samuel Jackson's character uh, basically sounds the alarm and tests out to see if the SIM cards work. And Colin Firth just starts; everyone in the church starts killing each other. But Colin Firth is just—it's just following him from the from the back of the church all the way up to the front, just moving yeah. in various ways, killing people. You like—it's just so visually like holy shit, you can't look away. And it's while the entire time they're playing Freebird, and it goes—it is so insane to watch. Like this is a it is brutal fight. Br- scene it is he's br- like br- I will say this—it's very gruesome. It's really yeah. almost like shocking but again it's so fun you can't look away like it's unbelievable yeah no it and apparently like uh colin firth did like a lot of his own like stunt work for this like so it that's actually him doing a lot of the work for this so he worked on that scene i remember it was like you worked on that scene for like two that's months awesome. just like getting like the that's choreography awesome. i right. love colin firth because <laughs> uh, like he like yeah, like the dedication that scene for him to do that scene on his own is insane because there's a couple moments where like you know he's firing gun, he's getting shot back, he's getting hit with like a uh, like a modified like club that turns into a spear. Uh, there's like an explosion that happens at the altar later on. Like he he is getting like just as many hits in as he's t- uh, getting, and it, it shows because like after a while, like he's he doesn't leave that church unscathed. Even though he's like packing like you know like all these like crazy like uh, gadgets and gizmos and stuff like that, like he he's like he gets stabbed at one point, he gets shot a couple times, but I mean he's got like basically like Kevlar hidden in his his suit, but um like he he goes through the ringer, but he comes out on top, and it's just it's so insane watching it because the entire time Samuel Jackson and, and his his entourage are monitoring the whole thing is like. Wait, it's affecting everyone there, not just the people with SIM cards, because apparently, like the SIM cards were supposed to have like a small uh, proximity of affecting people, but the fact that it was affecting everyone there, even though I think he said that like only sixty percent of people in the church had his SIM cards, it's like, oh my god, this is a huge success. We we can pull this off like right away, and um, the only people that aren't affected are people that he is. Uh, uh convinced of his plan and put like a like a like a sensor yeah. in like the back of their head there's like a scar near their ear 
and then he also happened to kidnap a bunch of like random celebrities and dignitaries that's like well you guys are gonna need to lead and or do whatever i'm gonna need you to do in the new world uh and at one point he's kidnaps it's like the princess of sweden Sweden or denmark or something like that and uh yeah uh some some northern european country um and it, it was just it's like, oh, okay, so this plan is going to go off without a hitch, and, and there's very few hiccups, because as soon as Colin Firth w- walks out, he's used all of his gadgets. He, he, he's he got nothing left. He's got no ammo, and Samuel Jackson comes up and does the whole smug thing. It's like, oh, so this must be the part where the bad guy gives off his whole plan speech, and uh, I come up with some convoluted way to kill you, and you come up with some equally convoluted way to escape. Well, this isn't that movie, and then just promptly shoots him in the head. Like immediately, it's like, I I think it's I thought it was kind of funny that he did do the whole like he, calling out like that trope of like spy movies like that. Like every James Bond movie for the most part does some crazy elaborate like, oh, I'm strapped to a table and there's a laser slowly uh, heading towards me. How do I get out of here? It's like, good thing I have some mirrors on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Stupid plan. Yeah, so, yeah, some stupid gizmo or last minute like hiccup in the machine will will cause you to to escape. And it's like, no, we're just we're just gonna shoot. Yeah, you. and I think um, I yes, I I I agree. And that's the thing is earlier in the movie, so uh, Colin Firth meets. Samuel Jackson, like undercover, he's pretending to be like a potential like donator. Yes, to to the char- to the, the charity or project. And yeah, so they have a conversation about spy movies and how they like the older ones that are you know you have this ridiculous villain with this crazy plan to just you know take over the world and they have gat like basically think of like. Because, like, I've seen, I've only seen one James Bond movie, and obviously it's really good, but it's not, like, I wouldn't really say, it's an entertaining movie, I wouldn't really describe it as fun. Wait, which one did you see? I've only seen the first one, uh, Casino Royale, but, like, it's a good movie. Oh, but I oh. I, <laughs> that really confused me when you said first one, oh, like, they've okay. been coming out for I mean, a long sorry, time. <laughs> uh, with Daniel Craig, but I mean, like, it's not a, okay, okay. It's, a it's a much more mature um like my dad is probably more is more of a James Bond fan than I am kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, th- yeah. this is a little bit more lighter tone. Um yeah. But this movie that was the thing. That I will say is one of the issues I do have with this movie is I think they make it very clear that they're that kind of spy movie with ridiculous outlandish villains and they have all these cool gadgets, but they say it. They make it a little too it's like we get it. Like you said it once, it, it, and then yeah, it, it's it's a little self-aware at times, which which kind of gets a bit. It's a little eye rolly, but yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, but but I mean, thankfully, it doesn't do it that much. No, it doesn't. Kind of ruins the experience. Yeah, it's more kind of just like, oh, we get it, but it doesn't go. I, I mean, I've seen things that go other movies that go so much more. That you know, it. I wouldn't say it's necessarily. It's almost shoving it down my throat. Like if it did it one more time, it would be shoving it down our throats. <laughs> but it like it just yeah. skitters away. It, from it, that. It, it 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 yeah. It, it rides the line pretty pretty heavily. Um, but uh, another thing that I wanted to mention uh, was I, I kind of noticed that well, this came out in 2014, same time as John Wick, and 
ever since those two movies came out, I, I've noticed a trend with like a lot of action movies very much. And I think this is a very good thing that this, this is a trend that's happened is that a lot more focus and emphasis has been focused on like fight scene choreography and, and cinematography going with that because that was a huge draw for those movies. Like John Wick is just, it's, it's, it's a very minimal plot with maximum rewards in terms of all these like fight scenes and, and shootout. And like, it, it just so much heavily emphasizes all of the action and showcases all the cool things that you can do with that. And it, they do the same thing with Kingsman and with like the, the following sequels and then other uh, similar action movies have since kind of adapted that John wick, like game plan of following the action and I, I'm just really kind of happy seeing stuff like that because that just means we get more cool scenes like uh, the the Freebird like massacre scene that we get in this movie. And it's just I, I really look forward to seeing more action movies that have that same kind of mentality going forward. Yeah, and I that's a good observation. I haven't John Wick is high on my list. I really want to see it. And my wait, you haven't seen John Wick. No, but like, oh, I'm we're doing that for the it. show now. We're doing that for the show okay. now. <laughs> I'm like dying to watch it because I love Keanu and any excuse I've heard to really want good things about it. Any excuse to watch John Wick, I'm down. <laughs> any okay. excuse. It's like happy um, retirement. Let's watch John Wick. Oh, we had to put the dog <laughs> down. Let's watch John Wick. That's a little. Isn't that a little too on the nose? A little bit. Yeah. Like getting, his do- <laughs> getting his dog. <laughs> okay, I know that much about John Wick. Anyway. Um. That's enough. Actually, brings up another thing. Uh, this movie has, and and the second one in particular, or actually, yeah, they both have really good soundtracks. Yeah, no, uh, it it it's it's very catchy. It, it's it's, but it's not distracting with like uh the no, uh, the soundtrack. It's just it's very fitting, like original scores and like background music that do fit the tone of like, uh a. a James Bond movie set in like modern day and it, which I was a little concerned when I, when I saw uh, more of like a synopsis of this movie, because for the most part, this whole movie is just Eggsy being trained to potentially join the Kingsmen. And mm-hmm. I was worried that it was going to be kind of like a, a, this was going to be an edgy Asian Cody Banks kind of movie. If you, re- if you remember that movie. <laughs> Um, oh my god it's been yeah. a thousand years since i've seen agent cody banks oh my yeah god. with uh yeah with, Hillary uh, frankie, and frankie muniz yes frankie honestly muniz. that was that was the height of frankie muniz's career i'm sorry but i'm gonna say it that was the height of his career um but it was just yeah when oh i was god. watching it it I, I was like really worried it's like oh this is just gonna be like a really edgy uh asian cody banks and as i'm like watching trailers and footage it's like yeah this is kind of like the exact same thing it's like oh we got the crazy like uh showcase of all the gadgets like is he gonna make a bunch of jokes yeah he's making a bunch of jokes albeit they're more edgy in this one than they were in cody banks but they're still there it's like oh well you also need to do this to uh there's a mission that I has to do during training is like, oh, I need you and the other two recruits to try and seduce this informant to get uh, the information out of her. It's like, oh, okay, I think they kind of tried to do that in 
uh, Cody Banks, but he was he didn't know how to talk to girls, so I guess they're doing the same thing. But it, I was I was really worried that it was just going to be uh, just uh, Asian Cody Banks meets like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What was <laughs> trying to think of an example? Uh, Asian Cody Banks meets uh, like super bad or something like that. Just okay, an edgier version of of Cody Banks. Yeah, I think um cuz really yeah, like you said, it's just it's it's just Eggsy becoming he's going through the uh, you know, there's like an elimination process. He's going through training and at the end, he will hopefully become a Kingsman and we're following yeah. uh Harry or uh Galahad, which is his name. Is his like his uh like spy cuz they all are all of their names are like the code names are like Knights of the Round Table. So basically, um, yeah. uh, uh, Eggsy, and they're all, they're all hoping to be, they're all, they're Lancelot. all, yeah. Because Lancelot, yeah, just they're died. all competing because, yeah, Jack Davenport died in the beginning of the movie. And then there's, uh, Michael Caine, who's Arthur, who's in charge of the Kingsman. And then there's Mark Strong, who's Merlin, who's like the, I think he's like I think he was like quartermaster or something. So he's like kind of like running a lot of the the behind the scenes operations. Yeah, he's, he's the man behind the chair. Kind he's of guy. the hacker. He's the um, you know, the he's the inside man yeah. that that like he's Marlon yeah. might be my favorite. And I will say, spoiler in the second one, his death scene is very heartbreaking, but maybe one of my favorite death oh. scenes ever. And that's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> standing on a landmine weird, singing weird. i don't know if i would sing john singing Den- country i don't roads. know if i would sing john denver but i'd sing something I, it would it would maybe be um don't forget you got a headbutt of yeah. a henchman with a machine gun and take at least five of them out it, I, you know i don't know i thought a lot about what song it would be i want to say it would be something from a very potter musical but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you put so much thought into what song you would sing for your death. If I was is, standing on a landmine. So... Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I was in that situation, I'd probably tr- come up with something really trolly as well. So I don't like I don't sing know. like a, a um, um, "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. I, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would just. I would just fuck with everyone. That's that's what. Or Friday watching. by Rebecca Black. <laughs> Okay, not that trolly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a complete monster, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> I have um, some dignity, and I would like to keep it before I die. <laughs> but yeah, we're shout just out to all the Rebecca. Bla- shout out to all the Rebecca Black fans watching right now. But we're we're wa- we're basically just watching Eggsy go through, uh, you know, the training Sir- and recruitment, and yeah, we're but- watching. Colin first character Harry, uh, aka Galhad, go through. Um, you know he's on a mission and trying to un- figure out like what, what is who what, was who uh, was Professor Arnold? Why was he kidnapped? Why was like what's and p- piecing it all together and it all leads back to uh, Samuel Jackson's character. What was his first name? It was Val- Valentine. Was his last name? I think they just called him Valentine. Just Valentine. Okay. Yeah. If he had a first name, I think they said it like once, like like Hi, I'm John Valentine or something like that. But John no, Valentine. He, yeah. Everyone, everyone just calls him Valentine. He's like head of like Valentine Technologies or something like that. Something equally generic, and uh, 
he does like you know like phone internet like a bunch of like you know steve jobs esque uh like work and he's like a, a tech billionaire and has all these uh uh business and political connections because there's a couple scenes where we see him talking to uh other like dignitaries that and uh other like people trying to convince them to join his side to to like basically like make sure that they're still alive in the new world so they can get like the the brain implant ship so that they don't die in the in the culling and at one point he's he's giving this really um not really a self-aware speech but he does give a speech that does have some truth behind it which is why i think he's a really fun villain because in his eyes he's doing the right thing which is all which i I think we've said this before is that the best kind of villain is a villain that is the good guy in their own book yes and and he is 100 percent of that mentality because he's doing this to cull the earth of what I, I th- I'm not sure if he said like the undesirables, but he's, he's trying to cull the earth so that way the earth can survive because with the massive population spikes that we've had, that the earth and all of its resources won't sustain it. And then global warming, like he, he goes for this whole like environmental angle for, for his character on why he's doing this. And he's giving this speech to basically Obama because it's in the White House, it's a black guy, and we only see the back of his head, and it's a very Obama-esque impression that the guy is given. It's like, okay, so he just convinced Obama. Um, oh! Um, I didn't catch that. If anything, I was, like, at the end when... Okay, so basically, but here's the thing about it. Obviously, the people that yeah. will survive are, like, rich people that can, you know, pay their way, and... It shows yeah. basically they turn, you know, as a distraction for Eggsy, um, Merlin turns on all of the implants, which causes all of these people's like heads to explode, essentially. And we see just like all even in like the- in the White House. And so I'm like, did the president just die? Also, Obama yeah. would go for this. Like, come I- on. <laughs> um, but it, that was also another really fun scene is that every it's it's not happening all at once. It's doing it in like this really stylized, like domino mm-hmm. fashion. And they're doing it to, um, Oh my God. The, I, like... I want to say, Oh, to joy. Be- <laughs> I want to say, Oh, to joy, but that's because we just watched. Uh, I know you Get mean. Smart. It's, um... it's not Oh, to joy. So it's, it's a classical Pump song, but they're doing it in like domino fashion. That That's it. Yeah. So like, dun, 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 yes. Yeah. But the yes. graduation theme. Yeah. And and like everyone's heads are explosion uh, exploding in like these very bright, vibrant colors. Like there's a bunch of greens, there's reds, there's blues. It's and it's a weird like rainbow. And every time they their heads explode, it's like a really um like cartoony like uh, mushroom cloud. And it's just it's really funny because they and they're exploding to the beat of the song, and it's just really stylized on this outlandishly cartoonish and horrifically violent when, when you realize that these are people yeah. that you're watching blow up and die. Um, but it, it's just, it's a, it's a really funny scene because by that point, like, okay, there's like three people left I need to deal with. And it's like gazelle Valentine and like, uh, a couple other people that show up in the second one because reasons. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, so 
Yeah, no. Yeah, I think overall, I think we obviously we both really enjoy this movie, but I realize Emily, we've been doing a good job. We've talked for about thirty minutes, and we've just we've primarily talked about positive things about this movie. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been we've been high praising this movie for a while. I think it's time to kind of get to our. This our is probably, this. I will say, my number one biggest issue with this movie. Because if, to me, and like I said, it doesn't make me not like this movie. It's what I find frustrating about it is it almost unravels the concept of Kingsman. Because so Michael Caine's character, we find, has never been a fan of Eggsy. And Eggsy's dad, at one point, was like him and was going through recruitment and died in the process, saving other people. And... And um, Michael Caine, yeah. he's which never has let Colin first character live it down. And at the very, so throughout the training process, they're given a puppy and the puppy will grow. And, you know, as they, which that was the thing, I was like, how long is this training process? Because yeah, the dogs grow, but we never, and like, is it been a couple months, I guess. Yeah. It, and that was another thing that I, I didn't really like about the movie is that there's no real indication of how much time has passed because there's a point in the movie where it could be uh, even a few weeks. Like it feels like it's a few weeks, but it's definitely yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. But yeah, cause there's a point in the movie where Colin Firth, um, tracks down Mark Hamill's character and he's like trying to interrogate him and he's asking like too many questions that, uh, Valentine panics and, and detonates, um, Arnold's implant. But because of that, it, it, there was like some kind of like residue or like chemical in that that caused Colin Firth to basically get like knocked into a coma for like almost like the entirety of like the training sequences, and then he he jumped back and and goes pretty much straight into like the the church uh, massacre scene, uh, like almost immediately after waking up. It's probably like a, a few hours or like a, a few days afterwards, but for us it's like ten minutes. Um, but the only other indicator that we have for how much time has passed is when we first are introduced to Eggsy's character. He has a mom and like an abusive stepdad, but he also has a, a little baby sister. And when we meet her, she's a baby. And then when we get to like the end of the movie, which pretty much is like, like the end of the movie is like, like we go through the whole climax, but that happens like pretty much like, the day after they've finished like uh their training and she's like a full-grown like toddler she's she's got to be like at least like two or three so it's like how did they do this for years because like at first i was doing like the whole timeline on like you said like the dogs like growing up and it's like okay like that's probably like yeah like a couple months uh, I don't. I don't know how long it takes for like a a pug to go from like a puppy that's like maybe like eight weeks old to I guess full grown yeah. in this movie, or yeah, I have to. Like, assume it's hard. It's hard to tell with pugs. It's yeah. been at least a couple. I would say it's it's maybe it's like six months, but it's just not clear at all. There's like indicators, yeah. but it's not very clear. But um, yeah. Anyway, aside from that, um, at the very end, so the final test. So one of the other potential recruits, uh, it's Roxy, and and she. There, I will say, I also I do appreciate. There's no um. Like she's not a love interest for Exy at all. They're just kind of bros. Like he has, they have each other's back. They like they work together throughout this, and um, they're in the final two to be Lancelot. And the final test, yeah. um, 
he has to go meet Michael Caine, Arthur, and he basically gives him a gun and just says, shoot your dog. And Eggsy is a, can't do it. And this made me mad because at first I'm thinking, are they going to maybe make it a twist and say, good job, because then you would be, would have been blindly following orders. No, he, no, he doesn't get into Kingsman because he didn't do it. And then, uh, Colin Firth, uh, Harry is furious with him. You would, you threw this away because you wouldn't have just done it. And he turns out there were blanks in the dog. It was it blanks in the gun. Yeah, in the gun, in, in the, the gun. gun, in the gun. Blanks in the gun. <laughs> oh basically, my god! Part there were blanks in the gun, and basically, it was really just like, but just it just angered, and it just kind of like I was like, wait a minute, and uh, I remember talking about this with my sister's boyfriend because he agreed. It's like so that he was just so are they supposed to just blindly follow orders? And if it was more of a case of like you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice something you love or something like if there was an instance of, you know, of, of a ta- if it's like attachment, like this is something you really care about. Would you be willing if it was in the best interest of, of like, of the world of like whatever, you know, their mission, whatever to let something that you care about die, would you do it? And yeah, if he can't do it, that is of concern. Yeah, That's fair. But like, that wasn't the case. And it just seemed like they wanted to have that moment of him getting kicked out. And they wanted to have that moment of him having a tat being attached to his dog. But there's no real, I don't think there, there's no substance to it. There's no real reason yeah. why that had to happen, especially because the previous task. So what you had mentioned before, when they're in a bar and they're trying to basically get in with this girl to get information and it turns out that they yeah, were yeah. the whole thing was just um just just a way to get them all drugged and then they're tied up to a train track and really it's a test of there's a track coming and someone's basically like who are you guys what's Kingsman who are you working for and they say is Kingsman is yeah it, it's it's a is Kingsman it, yeah, worth dying for and he's like fuck yeah and like that's really just what it is and so it's like okay you they already are loyal who they're both lo- he's loyal to him you've already established that they're all the Kingsmen so really it's just a question of like I think that like attachment or okay you're like that like I feel like they established that he's willing to do whatever it takes to protect Kingsmen and. He, he's so willing to die for Kingsman, just, yeah. It just angered me so much because I'm like, they wanted him to get kicked out because he wouldn't kill his dog. And there's no real, sub, there's no real reason why he actually needed to kill his dog. If it was like a scenario, there was no scenario given. There was no like, your dog has rabies, you need to cut it down. Like there was no reason for it. And that's just what yeah. made it, empty that, like it made it and, like it, yeah, no that, substance to it my issue with I, I also have an issue with the the shoot the dog scene and that was and it like you bring up a lot of valid points but my my take on that was i, I remember seeing like years ago like I, and I don't even know if this is true it was like some other like spy movie and it was like a cia thing where part of their training is that they're given a dog and part of their duties is that they need to care for the dog and to, at the end of it unbeknownst to them 
part of their challenge is to kill the dog to prove that they can also blindly follow orders. Like that's part of the process. That wasn't, and I thought that was like, okay, so far knowing every, every challenge that they have been given has been one mind fuck after another. Nothing is straightforward. Like they're given a challenge where, all right, you have to skydive out of this plane. Oh, oh, one of you doesn't actually have a parachute and they all end up having parachutes, which I also have a problem with because them, him telling them that, could have caused multiple deaths of them like oh like let's like accidentally like causing like multiple multiple of them like potentially like falling to their death which a couple of them almost do um i mean they they establish they say right away like this is really dangerous guys so if you don't want to do this fine but obviously you're you're out like you know and but yeah yeah and i i think i but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's just it's just constant mind fuckery for each challenge. Like nothing is straightforward. Like they're uh, like they're being drowned in their sleep, and then they have to figure it out. Which also bullshit that Eggsy was able to punch a two way mirror while completely submerged underwater. That is bullshit. I will not accept that as any form of truth. Okay, there's no way he was strong enough to generate enough force to punch through that thick of glass um there was yeah but the knowing that every challenge was some weird mind fuck going through that there was no way that it was going to be something as straightforward as like the cia ops doing of of shooting the dogs like okay either the dog the 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 gun has blanks or he has to do some like uh he has to do like some kind of like uh thing that's like shows like oh no like i i i've raised this dog like no he's part of the team like he is is just as much a kingsman as i am or some something like that to the point where it's like oh no you didn't shoot the dog all right you're out like wait fuck you that's it (laughs) and i can yeah i get what you mean yeah it was it's so stupid i I can the thing is you make a valid point and i can i can understand that like you know, it's everything, yeah, has been, there's been twists, nothing has been straightforward. So to have this straight, this straightforward uh, order does seem kind of odd. Completely but, out of left field, but yeah. I feel like if anything, it's, it's not as much of the order as it is the reasoning behind it. And there wasn't any. And I just think, like... They've all he like I said, they've already established that they're loyal. They've already established that he'll take all the risks. Like, I feel like just so you want him just to blindly follow orders. In the next uh later in the later, after Harry dies, he comes, you know, Eggsy kind of is basically joining, you know, basically he becomes the new Gal- Galahad. And he comes and he has a conversation yeah. with Arthur. And ends up finds out that he's part of um, he's one of those Valentine's, Valentine's plans. He has a like implant. People, and yeah. He ends up killing him. Like you can't convince. Like the, I feel like the whole concept, and they even say Kingsman is not affiliated with any government because you know there can be more corruption. Things might not get things don't get done properly or given the correct focus because of you know government uh intervention so the fact that it's just yeah so just or, to or, blindly uh, yeah. follow an order just seems completely on kingsman and i just found that to be 
bullshit. So I think that is my yeah. That's one. That's probably my biggest issue with this because it just unravels the concept of 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 Kingsman and that it's it's you know they're they're basically like they say they're modern day knights. They're just they're they're heroes kind of just under and even yes and even they're chivalrous yeah. has he has newspaper headlines all over his uh how in his office and it's just they're all just normal like just there's just things going on in the world and he says because obviously if i do my job right what i i shouldn't that information shouldn't be on the cover of any newspaper the world should just continue on and so yeah yeah which I, I thought, yeah. which I thought was really cool. I, I I don't know why, but that that kind of reminded me of Men in Black, where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like going through like all these tabloids and is like, oh yeah, this is the best investigative journalism on the planet, and he's just reading like all these like weekly weird news. It's like, oh, a farmer ate my skin's uh, my husband's skin, and it, it was just I don't know why it reminded me of that because they're all just these like trashy like celebrity tabloid magazines and and uh just pinned to his wall and framed um but uh kind of going back to what you said of uh Eggsy and Roxy kind of being kind of being bros and having each other's back that that was something that I had a problem with was I mean this kind of dips more into the sequel rather than this one but I feel like it kind of stands because it it, it kind of started in this one was I'm I'm fine if a movie doesn't have a, a like a romantic like uh like a romance subplot in it like like Blade had like a very much a uh, similar thing of like oh there's a there's there's Blade and then there's like the Doctor Lady and at the end of the movie normally at that time when something like that happens like oh they kiss there was secretly like a romance there the whole time and and this movie. Like they have chemistry, yeah. like Eggsy and Roxy, like they're they're like they are they're solid. Like I could totally believe that there was like like a hidden like kind of like romance thing like happening like at the end of the movie. Like they meet up, it's like oh good job, good job. It's like we saved the world, and then they just like hook up after that or something like that. But instead, he ends up hooking up with um, <laughs> the the kidnapped princess of Denmark because she says like if you save the world. We do it in the asshole. It's like I'll be right back, and then he goes back and has sex with her. And well, in wait. the second one, he's in a relationship which, which, with her. Which I have to say, I find so funny, just because literally, literally, the one of the last scenes. I guess there's like a mid credit scene, but the last scene of the movie is um, Merlin is still on the computer, and he's still, you know, is seeing everything that uh, Exy is seeing, and he literally looks on the screen and just sees. A bu- an ass like <laughs> this, this woman's bare ass and he's yeah. like whoa and close yeah and, it, and he goes like oh and he closes like, his computer it's I, like okay see yeah i do think that they had chemistry but i don't i mean i'm i'm kind of with you i feel like if it went that way fine but i kind of like that it didn't and i think because i think really it was about eggsy when uh you know harry reaches out to eggsy it's because like eggsy's kind of just had a his you know his dad died when he was young didn't even really know why he died um his mom kind of got mixed up in a married and yeah, abusive alcoholic bad abusive relationship and they're kind of living in this crappy apartment and 
like he's just doing, you know, petty crimes and he's just kind of on the wrong side of the track. So it's really just about bettering himself. So I don't think, yeah, I mean, it, it could have, they could have very well, there could have been enough. I think of anything, if they, she dies right away in the next one. So if anything, if there was a little bit yeah, like, which, of yeah. potential romantic chemistry and then it grew into something in the next one, I would have been more fine with that but i kind of i will say i do find it funny that yeah it ends he that's how he meets the princess and literally in the next one but also that's a very cliche he saves the world and then you know air quotes kisses hooks with the prince kisses the princess and then yeah the next one they're in a relationship like I, it's it's yeah i know i know <laughs> yeah and, and at the end of the second one they get married but it, it, i don't know it just I don't know it, it just felt like the movie kind of teased you because like the entire movie like she's like the only one she's like one of the only people that like has his back in the beginning because he's the one he's like really the only one who comes who doesn't come from like a wealthy or like influential family he, he doesn't really have like anything uh that he brings to the table other than like you know outside the outside the box thinking that it's like oh i'm like the he's like the um the outlier there and she's like the, the only one that has his back and like continuously like they they pick each other up like she's afraid to jump so he jumps with her out of the airplane he she's afraid that she doesn't have the parachute so he like holds on to her so like it, it was like a whole thing like like they have chemistry they have like all these scenes where it's like okay like they have trust they have like a very strong relationship with one another and then at like the very last moment he's like all right i'm gonna go sleep with this princess and then she's kind of like his like wingman for like a dinner with like her the princess's parents it's like all right it's like he friend zoned her because like the entire time like i legitimately thought like in the movie when she has to go up and destroy like valentine's like satellite i thought that they were gonna be like oh when this is all over like oh we should like meet up it's like hey if you survive this or it's like when we survive this like yeah let's uh let's do something together and then you know, they kiss or something, and then go go on. Well, to I would say in that case, um, if, if but I I don't know it it, it yeah it, it just it just seemed very kinda, I, I'm kind uh, of pulled the I rug see your out point, but I'm kind us. of fine with it either way. If anything, I will say if it had to, if it done gone that way, you know, she would have died. Whenever they make plans, that means the person's going to die, or get, you know, whatever something's going to spoil those plans. Yeah, which would have I mean, been yeah. More I don't know. I think I think they didn't. They he could they have, he could just, have gone full John Wick on them. They didn't really spend really the the focus the real relationship of the movie was him and Harry. So I think there wasn't really enough room. I mean, not saying oh, they couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if they did, it wouldn't have been as fleshed out. Yeah, I think it wouldn't have been very fleshed out of anything. I think if they had left it more like there's something there and it kind of develops in the next one that I think would have made it a little stronger, but again, like it doesn't even go that way. But um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. love his relationship with Harry just because like Harry knows him so well for someone who, even though he's just met him, like he, cause like he, you know, he's very uh, to him. Eggsy's also very predictable. Like when he shows him the Kingsman store and is giving him like a suit and shoes and showing him all the weapons and he takes one and 
just as Harry's walking out, Harry's just like, put it back, Eggsy. And then Eggsy <laughs> puts it back, like, I don't know, or when they're... Um, <laughs> It's like when, a kid, like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. Or like he, I, I, I yeah, I, I, he's just like the pseudo father figure of the movie because like he's like the only one. He's like one of like few people in the movie who's actually like known and met Eggsy's father, who died in like the very beginning of this movie, like seventeen years before the events of this movie even happened. Even, or yeah, or even like there's a scene I love where um when uh Harry is woken up. And he's showing him and, and they're, they're talking about Valentine and Eggsy shows them the, like his announcement. And he, he literally grabs, uh, uh, Merlin's like, it's like, he's like, it's like a tablet, like a remote control or whatever. And then, um, and yeah. then, Merlin grabs it back and then Harry grabs it from him and Merlin just kind of like crosses his arms. Like they keep just taking my thing. Like, like they're both <laughs> very, they operate similarly like you know and i i kind of so yeah they they were also they, they are children sometimes but in the best in the yeah. best possible way um yeah but that i will say and i had one more other actually that kind of has an, i had one other sort of issue i feel like it bothered me less this time than they did the first time but because he technically because he didn't kill his dog he was not part of kingsman so he then obviously in this scenario, because they kind of need everyone they can get, he and, and you know, Harry's dead. He kind of joins Kingsman. I'm like, OK, is he in it forever? Like, I mean, I think he had proven himself before the dog. So, like, is he just is he only in Kingsman because Harry's dead? Is he officially like, I don't know. I feel like what was the other than this mission? What was the like? Because it seemed a little too, okay, yeah, you're in Kingsman now. It's like... Well, I mean, he, he was able to find, like, a massive source of corruption in, like, the leadership of Kingsman. He saved the world in a plot that, like, he himself also helped, like, uncover. He was able to coordinate a team with another barely trained agent who became Lancelot and, like, their, like, senior quartermaster and a an attempt that to save the world because they didn't know if there was any other compromised Kingsman agents. So with like a three man strike team, they were able to save the world with him at the lead. And yeah, I feel like that's a, a pretty decent resume pattern for yeah, joining I mean, Kingsman. Um, yeah. I think it just, it, at the time when I first saw it, I was more like that final little, like you did it, you passed the test kind of thing didn't really happen for him but like yeah he did enough <laughs> that he should have qualified and he yeah so so basically you were waiting for like a scene where like merlin is like you know there's a spot for you if you want i it guess kind so of thing. like you 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 wanted like some kind of co- like verbal confirmation that he was I a part guess of so, yes. oh, okay okay because that, that's I what it so. sounded like <laughs> It's like I just want him. To, I just want someone to say that they're proud of him. <laughs> Basically, um, so <laughs> overall, Kevin, do you think this movie is real? I and actually, actually, let I me this, let me tw- one... let me. Should we say real with just what we know, or real including the sequel? Because I feel like that's going to change the answer. I, I'm 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 going. 
I, I feel like it will, so I'm going to yeah. go with just, just this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to really go into the sequel, because the sequel is uh, the sequel. Um, so, with everything that we know for this one, I feel like there would be a lot more emphasis for the search and rescue of all these celebrities and dignitaries that Valentine oh, has yes, captured. Oh, yes, like Iggy Azalea. the fact that he's captured... Is, is missing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's captured a lot of high-profile celebrity and political or royal, like, dignitaries that is, like, that's gonna put a target on his back if he was, like, the last person who's been seen with a lot of these. Like, there there would have been some kind of pattern that would have connected to him in some way if... He's kidnapping, like, celebrities and dignitaries from all over the world. Like, he kidnapped Azalea, he's kidnapped the the Princess of Denmark. So, like, he would have multiple agencies from across the globe investigating this. So, he would have been caught, like, on that alone if he's caught, captured that many people. And then there's the people that he had bribed that... Like, I mean, I know he was, like, attempting to, like, bribe, like, all these, like, celebrities and dignitaries, and that's why he kidnapped them, because they said no, um, because, you know, we can't let his plan leak out, but if, if Obama had said no to him, what was, what was he gonna do? He was in the middle of the White House, like, what what was he gonna do? Was he gonna have Gazelle overpower three Secret Service agents and, and kidnap Obama? It's like, no, that's, that's, that's that's an unrealistic expectation that you are overestimating your abilities to be as charismatic as you are to convince your genocidal plot that will kill 99% of the planet's people. It, it, it makes no sense that you think that you would get away with that. Even if you think that your morals are justified, even though they're not. So I'm going to say no, this movie is not realistic and would not happen, at least on the side of Valentine being the main bad guy. He would he would be caught. Yeah, I kind of I think I have to agree. Um, I think the. Uh, like I said, I think everything like I think I think. It, again, this is like taking it into consideration the characters um, I don't really, there's nothing that they do that I didn't really buy. Um, really, I think, yeah, it all kind of comes down to Valentine's plan because it's a really large and like gigantic proposition and thing that he's trying to pull off. And there, there's a lot of hole. Yeah. And there's a lot of holes that could go also, wrong. I, with realized, that. I forgot to mention this. It Gazelle is a cool, you know, like lethal sidekick. But why they do not really match. Like, why the fuck is she with him? Unless he was some like creepy inventor guy who like built her legs. It doesn't really make sense why he would she would he would have hired her or why actually you know why she would why, why they're together. It doesn't make they're working together. It doesn't make sense to me. Like they don't match at all, and there's no explanation yeah. on her feet at all. Which I could if there was enough if there was more on him and if he had a background that would make sense on why she had that fine but anyway i forgot to mention that part. but anyway um yeah i think uh the plan overall was just so it was like it it was so big that it like it seemed i will say i didn't find the um climax to be 
you know when there's climaxes where they're just like wow that was easy like that that seemed i i wouldn't really quite say that i wouldn't i would say there were a lot of pieces and a lot of things that they had to do to pull it off and to succeed and i found all of that plausible um but i agree that his plan also it it's a plan that like was he seemed to think it was too big to fail when in fact that was the fact that it was so big made it helpful help it, it helped uh kingsman win it, it it really did like yeah because like for the most part merlin was able to hack his network pretty easily in able in order to cause the implants to explode therefore killing pretty much and everyone that supported and was working for valentine in this plan except for valentine and and gazelle um and like a couple other people that like led into the sequel but it was just the fact that merlin was able to do that so easily and kill every pretty much every obstacle that Eggsy was facing leading up to that is just like okay that it's gonna be a short this is gonna be a short fight um but yeah it, it was just it was just really not really a, a major problem that i had because it led to like a, a really cool like silas yeah like, you know like the but like the explode the exploding heads going to the song it, it like it was a really cool moment but it's like I don't, I, I don't feel like we earned it. Like it, it, it just seemed like it was not really a cop out, but it was just there. There wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It just, it just came too easy for the audience. Like, oh, let me hack the mainframe, and it's like hacking solves every problem. It was like the Batmobile, not the Batmobile, the Bat Belt of uh, the Batman's utility belt problem solving tool to everything. It's like if I hack it enough, it'll eventually not be a problem. Like the kind of mentality that a lot of movies seem to have of if I do this, it won't be a problem. And it's just that's their solution for everything. And it always works no matter what the situation is. Hold on. Let me hack this wooden door. Now it won't be unlocked. That makes no sense, but it Um, worked anyway. Thank you. But overall, like despite our problems with it, um, I do really enjoy this movie and I really recommend it. And they're totally fun. And the second one has even more problems. Yeah. But I do actually really enjoy the second one as well. Um, I think, Ch- I will, I'll, let me just say this now. Channing Tatum is not as important as he is. <laughs> he is not in it nearly as much as as uh, he is advertised to be. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Even Michael Caine yeah, is barely uh, yeah, in Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a problem that the Kingsman movies seem to have. They advertise on, like, the wrong characters that have the least amount of screen time or like very little importance. And it's like, why, who is in charge of your marketing team? Like it makes no fucking I mean, sense. And it, I mean, it's honestly very infuriating. Yeah. I mean, if they're in it fine, but they shouldn't like, he shouldn't even, Michael Caine shouldn't be on the cover because he's not like, <laughs> you know, no. like, even like, like a, like a Pedro Pascal is pretty important in the next one. Like he actually does a lot more and is much more involved the Channing Tatum, but Shane, but he was, you know, Channing Tatum was way more well known at, at least at that time than 
you know, yeah. so I get, I get at for advertising reasons, but also that's very misleading. And I was like, what, why was everybody so excited for Channing Tatum? He's barely in this movie. He was fun, but he was not in the movie for very long. But yeah, that, that is a very, that's yeah. an issue. Big I, yeah. Sure. I think, yeah. Yeah. He's like in like a total, like what, like three scenes in the second he movie immediately gets like, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but yeah, he's in the very beginning. And then we, he's like out for rest of the movie until like the very end. Yeah, he, he gets KO'd pretty quick. Um, so yeah, uh, so how would you rate this movie, Sam? On a on a scale of uh, uh, almost getting shot, dogs. <laughs> Wait. Too morbid. I mean, I like, <laughs> do I want to give it like three shot dogs? I feel like if for for if I like it, or is that? If it's the more dogs you give it, the worse it is. All right, this is getting too morbid for me. <laughs> Sam, where can these lonely people find our voices? <laughs> you started this. I'm abandoning that joke. Fuck it, I'm abandoning that abandoned joke. Ship, I started ship. it, I'm editing it. Let's go. You can find us. <laughs> it was a shit joke. Let's go. Much wherever you can find podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. We always give updates on what's coming up. Um... And yeah, like summer is always, we both love this time of year and July is always really fun. So yeah, <laughs> I'm really pumped. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next few uh, uh, episodes we have lined up for you guys. Um, so yeah, that being said, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And you've been listening to Movie Reel. Stay tuned next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.